0: I'll be honest with you. I'm not really. Welcome to the Broski Tittles Podcast, the best podcast in all the land. It's your boy Kiko Flow, Kiko Cervantes. And today I got you with a movie review with the crew. It's not really a movie, but, you know, it falls within our categories. It's a series that uh, came out just recently on Netflix. It's called Dahmer Monster. It's a Jeffrey Dahmer story monster the jeffrey dahmer story that's what it's called you can put just jeffrey dahmer on netflix you will find it. it is available now and actually i just read that it's become the most watched show on netflix even more than squid game which is crazy because uh, i don't know i i guess i underestimated how much people like this type of stories um you know i mean that in general there is this um there's this um this thing with like criminal and just murder stories that people you know are 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 connected to and they and they go to it. I mean, I've seen them too. I watch them. But when I saw this series, I started getting a little bit deeper into why is it that we like this type of stuff? Because obviously, the first thing you think about is okay. Do you like the goriness of it, the the evilness of it? But really, I think that most of us that are good people, we watch this type of criminal or murder documentaries because we're very intrigued by what makes somebody evil and do shit that we couldn't even imagine doing. And the Jeffrey Dahmer story, I've known it for a while, and I think that this docuseries really puts it in perspective and and lets you know you know like fuck like in in a compacted manner what happened and from a perspective that's pretty cool it's the perspective of the people around them which makes it even more real and one thing with this story is that because Jeffrey Dahmer was caught alive and he told the whole story we have access to details that we Would normally not have access to with other murder cases like in the john gacy uh, murders, which happened uh, a little bit before or or whilst the dumber murders were happening but in another in another state they actually show it on the series in the last episode uh, which we'll get to this is like an interesting coincidence there but he would deny most of the things that happened so and this is what happens in a lot of these murder cases so you go by the things that they found, the evidence, the the, the, the um, people, the witness um, testimony. But in the case of Jeffrey Dahmer, this guy said all the details. And he, and he had like an incentive, I don't know why, to say everything. Maybe because he felt that that would make it less of a horrific act. And I, And I just find it interesting that if you look at real interviews of the guy... It's crazy how comfortable he was telling all of the details and, and you know and he told the truth because everything fit with what he said, you know. If you haven't seen it, watch it. But in general, if if you watch these movie reviews, you will know by now that these are more like synopsis. So it's not really a review that will make you wanna go watch it. And I know sometimes we tell people, hey, if you haven't watched it, go see it. Of course, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But these episodes are good to see them once you've already watched the thing that we're reviewing. Because, well, for one, you're going to have spoilers. But I think the fun part of it is to use this podcast as a way to talk about the, the movie or the series or the documentary that you just saw. And you want to, you know, talk about it with people and see what other people thought about it. Because that's how I I, I enjoy it. Um, cause I've seen movie reviews on YouTube and I guess they're more like reviewing the movie and then telling you to watch it, but that's not really what we do here, right? We review it after we watch it. So it's more of a synopsis and analysis in depth of the, of the, of the movie or the series. Let's, let's start at the beginning of the series. The first episode actually starts at the end, which is when he gets caught, And it's such an interesting way of starting a series because, and and, and you you see this in many different um, audiovisual creations these days. It's very very common to use. You start at the end, and then you sort of go back to try to fit in how you got there. And this happened, you know, in the last review, we reviewed the movie X, which is a horror flick. This whole month of October, we're going to be watching horror and terror things and reviewing them because of Halloween and, and in that movie X you also start the movie with seeing everybody murdered and then it goes back 24 hours before so with the Jeffrey Dahmer docu-series I guess it's a docu-series it's a bio-series it starts with the last victim that he almost killed thank God he didn't the guy escaped He. Which that first episode is insane. How how much anxiety and how much uh, you know uh, you get in the character because they build up that uncomfortable, that awkward feeling, that that scariness, that eeriness of being in that apartment with this fucking guy. It's fucking scary, man. It's scary. I watched this series with my girlfriend, the ten episodes, and man, I was fucking scared. I couldn't watch this shit on my own. It's uncomfortable, as much as it's a good cinematographic experience and an audiovisual work that I really liked. It is hard to watch as well because it's tense. Uh, but yeah, so 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 the first episode shows you the guy who escapes, and that already gets you interested. And that's why I think it's interesting that they do this, where they go back in time. If you do it well because in general if you go chronologically from how he started as a kid and then little by little he became it's just boring i think because it takes so long to get to the action you know i get i guess it's a horrible way of 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 calling these murders the action but 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 it is the the meat of the story right of of what's happening so when they show you that part where the guy escapes you actually i actually thought that guy was one of the guys that gets killed but he escapes so that already puts your mind like, oh fuck, there's a whole bunch of di- dynam- dynamism happen here, different changes. So you, you you're more committed to the story because of that, because it starts at the end. And then it starts going with flashbacks to how he was in his childhood, but always moving the story forward, but always going back and forth. It, it, it's a weird dynamic because I you do feel that the movies that the story is moving forward. Even though you have visited things in the future and in the past, because since fr- from the first episode, he's already caught by the authorities. So he's already in jail. So the things that you're seeing are, are flashbacks. But I think they do it in a way that it fits really well with everything, you know. That first episode when the guy escapes, man, it's, it's fucking intense. It's scary. It gets you thinking, what if I was in that situation, you know, and you have to fight for your life? You know, part of me thought. When he knocks him, like, when he, like, goes to run to escape and hits Dahmer in the head with something, and then he runs to the door, you kind of think, at that moment, don't you just kill the guy? Like, you hit him in the head once, and then you just continue to hit him until you kill him, or at least make sure he's passed out. Because, cause like, the guy has to open the door, which has, like, a thousand logs, right, that Dahmer has. So you might think at that time, man, I should just kill this guy so that I'm sure that he's not going to kill me. He had already told him I'm going to eat your heart. They're watching the Exorcist movies. I mean, this shit is fucking insane. I mean, there's a bunch of memes now from from that scene right where he's like, "I told you we're going to watch this and then you can leave." And then they put a bunch of other things. So um but but man, that shit is intense and then when he escapes, you you almost don't believe that he's going to make it. And even though I knew about the story, I didn't know all the details of every single thing. So to me, it was kind of new. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. The guy escapes, which is insane. And, I mean, fortunately, he escapes. Unfortunately, he's the only one that escapes. There's the other famous scene with the 14-year-old boy that actually is able to make it outside the apartment. The neighbor sees him and calls the cops because it's fucking weird that a young kid is outside naked not really clear what's happening obviously drugged or drunk or something and this is the famous scene where the cops give the kid back to Jeffrey Dahmer and then Jeffrey Dahmer ends up killing him which to the neighbor is it, such a mind fuck to see like he like she's like are you serious this guy is going to murder this kid man it's so sad and you know one part and that i that I s- they mention it in the series but they never show any victim where he does this. And apparently to the 14-year-old kid he did this. Which is that he would drug them and then drill their head, make a hole and then put like some acid solution so that they would sort of become zombies, right? And, and he would crudely say in interviews that he didn't really know what he was doing. He was just like trying it out and experimenting, and most of them would just die in the process. So I have two questions here that weren't really clear. Why is it that they don't show this in the series? Because they don't ever show him drilling anyone alive. And maybe it's because it would have been too gory, would have been too hard for the victims. Maybe, but but that was like a like a, I think an important part that would elevate how fucked up this guy was. And another thing is, the kid is able to escape because Jeffrey Dahmer left the apartment, right? He went to like buy booze because he thinks that the kid is like drugged and already with acid. So at that point, I, I'm interested in knowing if he already had drilled the kid's head and tried to put acid on him. Just because that would make it even more crazy that they didn't... That they returned the kid... The cops returned the kid to, to Dahmer. He has... From the first kill... I understand. He has nine years until he does a second. Or maybe from the second to the third. Because he goes from... 78... When the first one happens to 87 when the second one or third one happens and he says that those first ones were like accidents where he just wanted to chill with these guys right like the first one was the guy that he picks up as a hitchhiker and the kid is like oh i'm gonna go to a concert nearby you know one of these hippies and Dahmer is like oh i'll take you but first let's go to my house and have some beers I mean it just shows you like what people would do back then, you just jump in a stranger's car. I mean yeah, they would get they would catch rides from people like in highways. That's crazy, right? So he goes to the guy's house, eventually the guy that was hitch that was hitchhiking sort of notices Dahmer's just being annoying and like not really gonna take him to the concert, so he's like, I'm leaving and then Dahmer grabs a weight like a, from lifting weights and hits him in the head with it and and then eventually chokes him, right? I mean, all of the deaths are fucking sad and and gory and fucked. The second one, which, which is the one that he takes to the hotel, you know, he, he even says, it like, look, I got drugged myself. He fucked up, right? He took the drink that had the drugs. And he's like, I, w- I just wanted to chill with the guy and just have a good time. And then in the morning, he wakes up, passed out, not remembering what happened. But he sees the guy dead, beat up. So, he's like, I must have done it. And... It's, it's so crazy how stoic he is when he talks of these things. And in a weird way, it's, you, you're almost grateful that he explained everything so perfectly, so concise, because it does, in, in a strange way, I mean, it does provide value for humanity to learn about this type of individuals, you know. I, I think it, it is. And if obviously this guy's a monster, probably an evil person. But if you could rescue anything, is that at least we found out what happened and kinda allowed us to find out a little more about the human psyche and why this type of shit happens? A lot of other murder cases, you know, the guy doesn't say anything or doesn't wanna admit it, or it's just fucking around with the cops and, not really, and just losing them in the case so they don't really find out what happened. But this guy, you know, like T- Ted Bundy, that case, I mean, I, I got to remember it now because I-, I saw that a while back. But the Zac Efron series or movie, that was one of them. I and there's a lot of material on it. But he was more like a troll where he would just like fuck around with the cops and tell them this and tell them that. I mean, I think he did confess, but he wasn't as explicit as the Dahmer story. And also, the Dahmer story is, is, is just sick in its, in its own ways because the guy is just a fucking sick individual. There's another there's another sort of topic that falls within this case, and it's the fact that you have this uh, less fortunate communities, poorer communities, where cops are more interested in finding out drug activity than actually protecting citizens. And, you know, this was like a, a case where cops dismiss completely everything that the neighbors said not just one neighbor but just many neighbors i mean the smell of rotten corpses i i don't even know this like it's just it's it's crazy how he was able to get away with so much the first kid he kills is the kid that he the hitchhiker he puts him in bags puts him in his back seat of the car he's driving gets stopped by cops because he's because he's drinking and swerving on the streets. The cops question him, know that he's drunk, and don't even like stop him to find out what's in the bags. They just tell him like, look, I'm not going to mess up your life. You know, go home. And, you know, you got to understand this was back in 78. I don't see it as a horrible thing for a cop to maybe see you on an infraction. You were a little bit fast. Maybe you're, Your headlights were broken, and he just gives you a warning. Like, that's not a bad thing. But if you see a suspicious thing, especially somebody drinking, like, check that shit, man. This guy could have been caught then. He wouldn't have killed, you know, the rest of these people. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. He continued to kill. He would go to gay bars, as he was gay himself, and find gay people that... uh, he says that it was done by how pretty they were. Um, you know, people say that it could have been a racial thing because a lot of the victims were like either Latino or black. I mean, I if you look at the victims, I think he was pretty diverse. Um and not to say that I have reasons to believe him. To be a moral person, he he even says it on the interviews. It was never about a race. It was just I was finding people that were pretty. I would even say, aside from maybe that being true, finding people that were pretty, he was finding people that were that he thought were easy. People that wouldn't be missed, or that, or that people wouldn't know where they are. Uh, saying that they wouldn't be missed. I'm saying in, in Dahmer's perspective. Obviously, these are all victims that had families, and and you know it was horrible what happened to them. But I don't think I think he was looking for victims that were available to him that maybe no one would connect them to him that I think that's what really he was looking for when he would meet these people he would meet people that he just met in that night and in a way because he didn't know them from anything that would make them perfect victims for him cuz nobody would connect those people to him and I think that was more what he was looking for now the fact that he rented a, a, a an apartment in a very poor area and crime ridden area that that could have been a smart decision in, in a way because he's like all these cops are like checking for people that are selling drugs around here I don't look like the guy that would be selling drugs around here so they wouldn't even suspect anything from me and unfortunately that was true because cops you know never really suspected of him and, and, and you know they didn't do the right searches and the right judicial um cop tasks to to be able to check if this guy was good or not you know and you could you know um, glenda which is the the neighbor which is the actor nisi nash and she's the one that does uh reno Nine One One, which is it, it's such a crazy transition she, she's so good at comedy and doing like Goofy comedy, but I mean, Reno 911 is super is super funny. And then in this series, she's just a serious, dramatic actor. She's so good. She did it so well. You could feel the pain and um and and how vulnerable she felt and and not being able to do anything. I I got. She's already telling the cops. Who else can I tell? And they're not doing anything. And this guy's literally like, he's doing shit in there. He's killing people. I can't imagine. You know. That and, and it's crazy how Dahmer just got away with so much shit. You know, he got away with so much shit. It's insane to think that someone could just get away with so many things, and along the way, nothing stopped him. You know, I mean, he says when he get he got caught, it's like, look, I'm happy I got caught because I wasn't gonna stop. You know, and thankfully he got sloppy. You know, he was a, a heavy drinker. He was always drinking. In the series, they show him drinking Budweiser a lot. I don't know if it was a a brand deal. It was just unfortunate that he just picked them up. Maybe they were the cheapest ones then. But he was just always wasted. And I think, thankfully, the fact that he was always getting drunk and he was dependent on alcohol so much, that fucked up his thinking. And I think that's what allowed that last guy to eventually escape. That he wasn't... He wasn't doing this murders planned out as he sh- as he was doing in the past maybe. He wasn't being diligent about it. He was fucking up. He was being he was slacking. And thankfully, yeah, he slacked. And that guy was able to escape and put a stop to this fucking guy. You know, he was keeping bones. He was trying to decompose bodies with, you know, acid and tubs. I mean, it's it's just it's as sick as he gets, you know. He has pictures. They found pictures of just the process of him dismembering the, the body. I mean, it's. And I think that's what's interesting to people. It's not that we like the fact that this. I mean, this is horrible, but it's just it's interesting to to see what, how can someone be this sick, and 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 I, and, I, and it also like allows you to think that fuck you you might wanna have you know this radar for these red flags to to try to stop this in, in in the future you know like the fact he was opening animals mm, I mean i guess if you have a friend that opens animals when you're a kid <laughs> there's two there's two ways that I can go he can either become a heart surgeon the best one or he's gonna be a serial killer, like, like it's just weird. I think it's weird, but I don't know. I remember when I when I was watching this series. I remember that when I was young, younger, right? When I was like fifteen, I remember I had to write an essay on like a topic, and I chose the topic of serial killers. Back then, we didn't have these Netflix uh, documentaries. It was like in two thousand and five or some shit. So you had like just the encyclopedias and things online and random information that you would find. So I would find information about serial killers and I wrote an essay about it, trying to understand the types of serial killers and shit. And to me, I was just, I'm just a very curious kid, but I could see how the teacher would have been like, what the fuck? This is a red flag. This guy's talking about serial killers. Maybe this motherfucker wants to be a serial killer. So, I mean, what I'm trying to say by that is that it's hard to, what do you consider a red flag? I mean, kids are fucking weird. You know, I had a bunch of kids in my school that I went to that I could have been like, yeah, that motherfucker is gonna fucking kill people, and maybe they didn't. They grew up to be, you know, an accountant or they work for Bank of America. You know, that could be the case. So how do you know it's really a red flag or maybe it's just a fucking weird kid? You know, there's a lot of weird kids when you're growing up that just end up being normal people. But you're, we- I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still weird, you know. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I'm a good member of society. And, you know, love, peace. But how does a teacher know? You know, I'm pretty sure a teacher could have seen me when I was a kid and be like, yeah, this fucker. (laughs) I mean, they were weirder kids than me. But it's just hard to know what's a red flag or what isn't. I mean, is this kid really going to be a serial killer? Or he just likes opening animals because he's going to be like a a brain surgeon one day that's going to figure out how to cure, you know, Alzheimer's, like, it's hard to know, a genius, the the thin line between a genius and a fucking crazy, I mean, it's a thin line, so, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard, it's hard to know, it's hard to know, even, 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 Evan Peters is the guy that played Dahmer, this guy is so fucking good. I mean, this guy is so good. It's so good, it's disturbing. You know, like, it's disturbing. Th- there's these scenes where he, where he's, like, attempting to be friends with people. And he gets, like, this feeling where he's um, he's getting red because he's, like, uh, he has emotion inside of him and he's happy. And he would change from these awkward faces to this, like, oh, I'm, I'm happy now. very like euphoric where like it's so hard to even explain to somebody act this way because it's such a hard like emotion it's so complex and he was able to achieve that where he would put this emotion in places and i know this sounds crazy but i know people weren't that didn't become serial killers but that were weird right when i was growing up and they wouldn't know how to express their emotions when people are talking to them, when they're in social environments, and you could see them uncomfortable trying to like do the express. This, Evan Peters, he did that with this character to the point where you could feel it so hard that this guy was just uncomfortable with these scenarios. And, you know, and it really tells, you know, like, I heard somebody say one time, it was like, on a, they did like this, it was like a study to find out It was this documentary about these triplets that were separated at birth, and they were adopted to different families. And it was like an experiment to find out if, like, your biology matters more or if your upbringing upbringing matters more. And they put one of the kids with a poor family, one with a medium-class family, and one with a rich family. And, I mean, at the end, they pretty much ended up saying that, look, what really matters is if they really love you, if they show you love, if they and it seems like such like a like a Disney movie type shit. But hey man, it's true. Like a kid needs to feel loved so that he can have compassion for others. And I think that in this Dahmer story is clear that a shitty childhood where you're not really clear who loves you can really fuck up certain things in your brain that will that will make you like think. Like crazy shit like that. And eventually develop into you being a sick motherfucker. I mean, is there a biological factor here too? Are you born with like an evil gene? You know, we don't know. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. But I don't know if anyone knows. But what we do know is that definitely your upbringing is a big factor into what you eventually become. And I find it that if people... If you... Bring your kid in a world where he feels loved and cared for. I think that's the most important thing for somebody to grow up to be a good person. So, you know, what's your comment on this? You know, what do you think makes somebody evil? You know, is it nature or nurture? All right, well, let's move a little forward in the story. You know, we get to the point where the last few episodes, he's sort of deciding what he's going to do with his legal fight, right? He, he's deciding he doesn't want to to claim that he's insane because he could have gotten better treatment if he says that he was insane. Maybe instead of going to a correctional facility, like a prison, he will go to like a mental institution where it's just more comfortable to live in, less restrictions and such. He says, no, look, I don't want to claim that I'm crazy because I'm not. I know what I did is wrong, so I don't want to claim that. So then he's not doesn't have this option anymore of going to a mental institution. He's going to go to jail for life. He's actually asking for the electric chair, death penalty. But where where this happened, which is in Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken, Milwaukee, which I think is Wisconsin, they don't have a death penalty. So they even if he wanted to, they couldn't give it to him. But they give him uh, 15 life sentences, which is 999 years. So he's going to die in jail. And it's crazy because around the same time, John Gacy is being executed in another state. I can't remember right now where is it that John Gacy is being... It's Chicago, so it's Illinois, I think, Yeah. And there they have the death penalty, so he's gonna receive the lethal injection. And it's a very poetic scene, and apparently this happened. It's very coincidental. Where the day that John Gacy is being executed, Jeffrey Dahmer gets baptized because he, you know, he says he's gonna convert into Christianity. And that same day, another inmate kills him, which is this. Um, this black inmate that has been tired for many, for many weeks, I would say, at least, at, at Jeffrey Dahmer's behavior, right? Because it's crazy. Like, Jeffrey Dahmer starts being in, in PC, which is protective custody, in prison, right? Because, well, he's a guy that has done horrific things, so there's probably going to be people that want to kill him in, in prison. But this guy starts taunting people and like eating the food in a way to make it look like he's dismembering bodies and putting ketchup on it as if it was blood and fucking with other inmates in a way where he's about to get his ass whooped, right? But many people don't do it yet because, well, I, I don't know. Maybe they, they don't want to fall into his trap because this guy is just insane. And one inmate is just sick of it. And the guy's like, a, you can tell he's like a real Christian. And he hears that Jeffrey Dahmer, maybe he's going to get baptized. I don't know if that matters. But what he does find out is that Jeffrey Dahmer committed all these murders. Because it's not like all the inmates in there know what everybody did. You don't have access to the information that easily. You know, there's ways of finding out. but So this guy actually is able to get newspapers where he shows like the crazy stories about Jeffrey Dahmer. So when he finds out who this fucker is, he's decided that he's going to kill him and it's a very crazy scene because even though it's gory and it's tense it's almost a real it's like it was not almost it is a relief to all the viewers that were just hating Jeffrey Dahmer and when this guy kills him it's insane in the movie the way that they show it is that he he goes into a gym where they're cleaning it up they're like working on it so they're cleaning And they say that the guards had to do with it because the guards left and left Jeffrey Dahmer alone. And apparently there was supposed to be a guard always with Jeffrey Dahmer so that he wouldn't get hurt. And that guy left. So it almost seemed like everybody just hated him. And they just kind of turned their cheek one way, you know, and just let it happen. So in the movie, you know, for cinematic purposes, the, um, the inmate goes and kills another guy that's in there as well that Apparently committed horrific crimes too. He killed his wife, stabbing her in the face. And, oh, and then that guy. Okay, so let, let me just let me just clarify this. So, so is that there's the black inmate that hates Jeffrey Dahmer. And he's in the weight room that he's cleaning along with Jeffrey Dahmer and another guy. That other guy is also a piece of shit. Killed his wife and blamed it on two black guys. Eventually, they found out it was him who did it. But imagine, he's a piece of shit. So the black inmate finds out. Like, hey, you killed your wife and you blame it on the black. I'm killing you. Really what happened was that he killed Jeffrey Dahmer and then this other piece of shit. But for cinematic purposes, they show it so that he kills the other guy first and then they show the big scene where he kills Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, the only difference is that they switched the order of how it happened, but it's still how it happened. He grabbed uh, a weight bar. And just started beating Jeffrey Dahmer, right? And it's, it's, a, it's a strong scene. But one thing that's satisfying is that you've seen this whole series where Jeffrey Dahmer has people in his power being dominated by him in fear of him. And in this scene, you could see how Jeffrey Dahmer is now in the opposite you know, situation, the opposite role. He's facing death and he's scared and he cannot do anything about it. And you're almost like, yeah, motherfucker, now you die. And there's a famous scene, which I don't know if it happened. If it did, it's crazy. He's telling, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer kind of almost knows he's going to die. And and the other inmate is is asking him, like, oh, you did all this shit? You sick fuck? You killed these people? And Jeffrey Dahmer like, yeah, but I, I drugged them and slept them first before I, I, I killed them so that they wouldn't feel any pain. And the guy, the inmate tells him, well, you're going to feel every pain right now. You're going to feel all of it. And you're like, yeah, motherfucker, you're going to die now, you piece of shit. And when he they kill him, bro, I mean, they show you him, hit him in the face. I mean, it's fucking, it's, it's gory. But you feel a relief that the, that he's killing him. You know, it's, it's one of those scenes. And the thing is, it's like the perfect scene because this guy has just been fed up with the disrespect this motherfucker is doing, aside from the horrible acts that he's done. So when he kills him, it was just... Yeah, it was just, it was just insane. And and, and the, the guy that killed uh, Dahmer was already doing life sentence, so he wasn't, you know, he wasn't losing anything. Um, and yeah, in a way, it, it just gave closure to a lot of families, I think. The fact that he died. Um, you know, you can't even imagine what the, what the victims went through and are still going through. You know, you don't get over this type of stuff. It's something you live with. And it's crazy how, you know, somebody being dead is, is, is could make it a lot better than them just being, you know, like, it just brings closer, closer. It's almost like that guy was a hero for killing Dahmer, you know. So... So, yeah, you know, it was... It's a crazy story. You can go on YouTube and and see the actual testimonies of the guy that escaped. Oh, man, it's so insane. So insane, man. Props to that guy for escaping. What a G. Um, It was just so scary, so nerve-wracking seeing him. I didn't know if he was going to make it, so I'm just like, Come on, run, bro, run! And he makes it, so... Um, let me know what you guys think of this series. We're gonna be doing a bunch of uh horror movies, classics, uh popular ones, all about scary stuff for the October Halloween. So I I hope you like it. Let, let us know what you like of it when it's themed. You know, when we had the Oscars, we did a whole month with Oscar movies. You know, let us know what you think of that. And also if there's movies that you like, classics, things like, that you feel you want to have your buddies talk about it and, and share what they thought of it and, and you know, criticize it too. see what, what was missing, what was great, if the cinematography had any, you know, value in it. You know, let us know. Put the movies in the comments and we're most likely going to watch them. Thank you all for tuning in. Before I let you go, I'm going to give you a score on this one. And I'm going to give it a 9. I think that 4 the 10 they could have detailed some of the killings a little more the drilling i think that that was even though it's it's gory i mean the whole series is gory you had to show the worst things that he did so i think that could have helped a little bit Um, so i'm gonna give it a nine for that i think that that was something that was important to show I really don't have anything else to knock because you at the end have to condense and compact the story. And I think episodes is good. You know, 10 episodes more than that. It just becomes like, what three seasons. It's just, I don't like it when it's too long. I think 10 episodes is perfect. Evan Peters was amazing. The guy that produced it, um, Ryan Murphy, I mean this guy, he did other movies with uh, and series with Evan Peters, the American horror horror movies or series. I mean, Evan Peters is one of these actors that does a lot of these roles where he looks like insane. So he's good at it. I mean, there's even memes that are, like he's going to have issues like coming back from these roles because they were so strong and heavy. And I agree. I mean, this shit was heavy, but I enjoyed it. Watch it with someone if you haven't. If you haven't watched it and you're at the end of the podcast, it's a bit weird. But what I would recommend is it's fun that you enjoy the podcast. Now watch the series and then watch this podcast again so that it clicks even harder. And if you see kids that are opening animals and shit, like, you know, look at the red flags, you know, have an eye out. We need to make sure that kids are raised correctly. They're given love. They're given, you know, affection, appreciation. Make them feel like, you know, somebody cares for them, even if you don't care. Thank you for tuning in. Doodle. out. Peace.